Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more about getting unstuck. And the last episode I did about unstuck, I talked about this coming out in several parts because there's just so much to talk about here. It is a pretty popular topic nowadays. You see lots of books and blog posts and articles all about being stuck, stuck in career, stuck in your life, just just in general feeling stuck with where you are and trying to figure out what that means, and how to make changes so that you can feel happier in your career. So today I wanted to talk about setting goals and making changes. There are tons of books out there about making changes. You've got Franklin Covey's Seven Ways. You've got Small Changes. There's tons of them. Go to the library, go to the bookstore, go online. You can read uh, many, many things about how to make changes and change your habits, change your, your work habits. There are many, many things out there to read with respect to making changes. And one thing that I've learned is that so many people that I've talked to, and including myself, we tend to try to make changes to multiple things at once. There's nothing wrong with this. However, most studies show that the more changes you try to make at once really decreases your chance of actually continuing with those changes or being successful at those changes, okay? It doesn't mean that you can't do multiple changes at once, but it is important to be mindful of trying to overhaul your entire existence in a week. New Year's resolution is a really good example. I mean, how many of us every year at the beginning of the year, we start off, we're going to change our weight, our hair, our routine, our exercise, our eating habits, get a new job, learn a new skill. And we're going to do all of these things January 1st. And how many of us are still doing all of those things by January 15th? or even February 1st. Take a look at your own track record. When you plan to do so many different things at once, it really throws your entire routine, your system into upheaval. It's important to take a look at all of the things that you're doing. You know me, I like my lists. You get a piece of paper and you make a list of all of the things you would like to do differently. You would like to find a new career. You would like to get a promotion. You would like to learn a new skill. You'd like to lose some weight. You'd like to adjust your commute. Whatever they may be, make a list of all of the things that you would like to change. And then make a list of all of the things that you like. Make a list of the things that make you happy, that you're proud of, that you're already doing, that you can write down and look at and feel happy about. Don't just give yourself a list of all of the negatives 
of all of the things that have to be changed or improved or lessened, whatever they may be. Give yourself a pro column because I guarantee if you sit and think about it, there has to be at least a few things that you can write down that you're happy about and how they're going and and what's been going on. After you make your list, take a look at the negative column, the ones that you're wanting to change, and take your list of negatives, okay, and group them into three different categories. And when you group them, think of them as small, medium, and large. The way I would define these is small things will take you 20 minutes or less. Say you want to brush your teeth after lunch every day, or you want to unload the dishwasher every morning, or you want to take your dog for an extra walk each day. Anything 20 minutes or less. Medium would be 20 minutes to, to, you know, a few hours, something that you could do on a weekend. And large would be something that takes a period of time to achieve. Say you want to lose 20 pounds. Say you want to find a new job. Say you want to get a new degree or a certification of some sort. Those would be large. So go through your list and divide up the things you want to change by those three categories. Okay, now that you have the list, take a look at the small. Prioritize them. What are the most important things to you? Not to anyone else, not to what's being recommended by friends and family. What are your most important objectives here? If you can put them in number order, this is my my number one thing I want to do is I want to sleep an extra 15 minutes a night. Uh, Number two is I want to read with my child before they go to bed. Number three is I want to find something to learn at work. Prioritize those things, okay? Then move to the second column with your medium list. Prioritize those. And then the same with your long-term. One of the challenges I think that we run into when we're trying to separate these things out and prioritize is that there are so many things in our lives that feel interrelated. For example, you want to move ahead in your job or find a new job, but to do that, you need to do more networking. You need to be more sociable or you need to do more outreach to different people. You need to feel more confident in yourself. But in order to do that, you feel like you need to lose weight, gain weight, change your appearance, change your your public speaking skills, change your communication in some way, right? So these things all feel tied together. Oftentimes I talk with folks and they are reluctant to do networking because they're not confident in their ability to network in themselves, in their uh, personal brand, in their personal appearance, or just in general, okay? And this ties into so many other things because we put upon ourselves that we need to do all of these steps before we can do anything else. And then because we have to do so many steps, we, we become frozen almost in time because you just can't do any of them without the other. I completely understand this. This is so easy to do and it's so easy to group them all together. 
but I would encourage you to take a look at this list. How many things in your small column are interrelated? I would bet that most of those things are small things. Very simple, not really interrelated, just a bunch of housekeeping things that will make you feel a little bit better about your day-to-day routine. Be a little bit more organized in your desk. Straighten up your files on your computer. These are often one-and-done things that you can accomplish and then maintain over the long term, but it's not going to be labor-intensive or time-intensive for you to do, right? So maybe pick one or two off of the top of the list. No more than two. If you're feeling ambitious, do two, but no more than two, okay? Because then you're running into that same situation where you're trying to do too much at once. You could even map them out on a calendar if you wanted to and say that you're going to start one this week, you'll start another one in a month, the next one the next month, and build on them. But give yourself at least a couple of weeks for the new routine to set in. I could quote lots of studies here with varying recommendations on whether it's seven days to create a new habit or 21 days to create a new habit. It all depends on on what study you cite. Regardless, a new habit is not built in a day. It's just not. And I think that a lot of times it really varies on the person, how dedicated you are to making this change, how able and capable you are at the time you want to make the change. Because if you are trying to tell yourself that you're going to squeeze in 15 minutes a day of yoga at lunch at work, and you consistently are dragged into meetings at lunch by your boss, that's not a feasible goal. So whether you do it once a week or once a month, you're setting yourself up for failure right there because that's not something that's feasible at this time. Okay, so even the small goals, make sure that they're reasonable in your life at this time that you can do. And perhaps it is going to take you saying to your boss, hey, I need my lunch hour, if that's something you can do, right? If, if doing 15 minutes of yoga at your lunch hour is important to you and you're able to say to your boss that you want your lunch hour, which I, I would hope that you are, then that is an achievable goal. But you have to determine what will work with your own schedule. The point is, is select goals off that list in your order that are feasible for you right now at this time. Okay, pick one or two at the most and plan to implement those changes. Go to your middle category and select the top thing on that list. And again, think about it. Is it something that you can do at this time? Is it something that's going to conflict with the two things or one thing that you took from your small column? Okay. They need to be things that will work in concert with one another. They do not need to be complementary. We're not talking about grouping them by category, you know, health and beauty or exercise or career. You can do a disparate mixture of things across your lists. They don't have to all flow into one another if you don't want, okay? You know what you grouped at the top of your list, so pick your your number one thing off the middle list. Now take a look at the large list, the long-term goal list, okay? 
take a look at the different things that are on there. I'd be willing to guess that all of the interconnected changes that we were just talking about mostly fell on this list. Things that take a long time to do. And a long time could be three weeks, six weeks, six months, six years. But they're larger changes that you want to implement and they're not something that you can do in a week. Okay, so that in and of itself often makes these things feel heavier, much more of a burden to us because they're big changes and we know it is going to take a significant commitment to make these changes. It's going to take probably a fairly large amount of time out of our already very busy lives. And it's going to take some determination and dedication to follow through on them to get them done. And they may cost money. They may cost a significant amount of money. What if you want to go back and get a, get a PhD or you want to go back and get some kind of certification? Look at that list and I want you to think about a couple of things with respect to the order that you put those items in, okay? And ask yourself these things for each of the items on that list. First, I want you to ask yourself, why do I want to make this change, okay? Then I want you to ask yourself, what would my life be like if this change was completed today? And this is an exercise. You can write it down. You can, you can keep it in your mind. I like the idea of writing it down because the exercise of actually writing it and looking at it makes me feel like it's, it's a concrete thing, right? You're looking at it, you wrote it on paper, and it, it, it somehow makes it more real. If it's in your head, it's more of a concept, and it could be. But if I'm saying that I want to find a new job and I write down how I would feel today if I had my dream job, I have to actually pick a couple of words and write them down. I'm not just having a whole lot of emotions and thoughts and and words and, and descriptors in my head still floating around. I am making a decision on exactly how that's going to make me feel because I just wrote it down. So I'm writing down, I would feel proud of myself and satisfied and happier in all areas of my life, right? There's whatever the list is to you, how that would make you feel if you did that today, if you wanted to lose 50 pounds, how you would feel today, or you wanted to save money to buy a house or get your bachelor's degree, right? Whatever it is that's at the top of your list, how would it make you feel if that was realized today? You woke up today and fast forward six, eight, 12 months or years, whatever it may be, and that dream or that wish or that change had already been done. What would you feel? And do that for each item on that list, okay? Now, go back to the why for each of those things on the list. And the reason I asked you to write that down first is because sometimes when we write down how we would feel and the why are different. Is your why still the same looking at your how you would feel? It might be. It might not be. The how you might feel is all about you, okay? And that is the why you want to make that change. Sometimes when people ask us why, it's kind of a direct question. 
right? And it can feel not necessarily accusatory, but it can make us feel like we need to justify or rationalize or perhaps the why has nothing to do with us. Perhaps the why we want to make those changes have to do with other people or other influences in our life. And I want you to go back now and look at those items on your list and the how it would make you feel and see if that gels with why you're doing this. Or perhaps there's a different why. And these are for you. This You don't have to tell anybody about this. It's more about understanding the underlying reasoning for why you really want to make these changes. And the reason it's important to understand why we want to is because we will have a better understanding, a better feeling of if it is something that is really necessary at this time. Is that really your number one thing? It might be in your first why answer because it's something you feel you need to do for your boss or you need to do for your family or because that's what society or the career world expects. And then you look at your how you would feel afterwards and if you're not reading on there that you would feel afterwards totally excited, super proud of yourself, can't wait to get up in the morning, mission accomplished, yay, yay, yay. If you're not reading those kinds of how you would feel afterwards, then it doesn't matter what the why is, okay? That doesn't need to be at the top of your list because if you are going to devote whatever amount of time and money it's going to take to achieve that number one thing on your list and the why happens to be because someone else wants you to do it, perhaps that's not the best thing at the top of your list. Perhaps you should pick something on your list that is going to be fulfilling to you, that is going to bring you happiness and joy. Because the chances of you really devoting your time to achieving that objective are going to be much more likely and highly successful if it is something that that why is because it is something I always wanted to do and I achieve it if it were today I would be a changed person. I would be a happier person, a healthier person, a prouder of myself person, someone more comfortable with themselves. You get the drift? I mean, the point of all of this is, is if you are going to make all of these changes, whatever column they fall into, if they're all about external forces and external voices telling you you have to make these changes, you're adding an extra level of burden to yourself because now you have to overcome the fact that they're not your goals. They're just not. It doesn't mean you can't make changes and add those to your list, but I want you to make the first couple of things that you dedicate yourself to changing your goals, your dreams, your passions, things that are going to make you happy. So take a look at that big list and work through that process. You know, ask the why, ask how you would feel, and then go back and ask the why. And again, you're listening to this in sequence, so now you're hearing the reason why I ask you to do the first one and then the second one and then go back. Try not to let that skew what your answer would be. Try to be honest with this because it will only serve you better if you're honest with yourself on the whys of what you're doing. Now, the next challenge is, as I mentioned, that in that third column 
are a lot of things that are interrelated. And sometimes it's hard to pull them apart and really figure out which one you want to do first because it's a little bit of the chicken and the egg. I would suggest that you pick just one off that list. If you can do more than one concurrently, then that's fine. But beware of trying to do too much at one time, okay? Because if we're trying to do something at work and do a really good job at it, say you're working on a presentation for a big speech that you've got or a, a, a big deal or what, whatever it may be, okay? You're sitting at your desk, you're trying to build out this really impressive presentation and you want everything to be just right. You want to get the graphics right. You want to get the, the content on your pages succinct and powerful. You want to make sure that you're getting your message across. You're making sure that your notes are ready for when you're going to do the presentation. This is going to be the presentation that beats out all your other presentations, okay? You, you want to do it just right. And while you're sitting at your desk working on this, You've got your email open and it keeps dinging with different tasks that are coming up. You've got employees asking you questions. You keep stopping from your presentation, focusing on the email. Then your kids are calling on your phone. Then you have to stop and go to a lunch meeting. Then you need to find some of your resources because your desk is a mess. You see where I'm going with this? How great is that presentation going to be? And it may still be great, but how long is it going to take you? Because you've got all of these other distractions pulling your focus away from your main objective. So you get the drift here, right? If you want to really focus on a big task that you have, focus on a big task that you have. Don't focus on five. There are ways that you can accomplish multiple things on that list. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But for right now, pick the one thing that you really want to get done first. Okay. If you have six months to get done, whatever it is, or six years, whatever the the, uh, task is on your list, pick the number one thing that will bring you the most self-satisfaction, the most happiness and joy in your life and, and really make changes for you. Pick that thing. Now, say it is finding a new job. You're going to dedicate your time for the next six months to finding a new job. And it will probably take those six months because depending on where you are in your career, middle to executive, it takes a significant amount of time to find the right job, sending out resumes, interviewing, etc. Now, you're saying to yourself, but in order to do that, I need to be better at public speaking or I need to be better at networking. And then you're going to say to me, well, but I need to lose 10 pounds or I need to lose 50 pounds or I need to, you know, straighten my teeth or get corrective lenses for my eyes, whatever it may be, whatever it is that's your kryptonite that is stressing you out about why you are not comfortable with your presence, okay? Whatever those things may be, you can... Add some things to your smaller lists that will start chipping away at those things without dedicating yourself to that full-blown objective, okay? So let's take the personal appearance thing. This is something that I hear from almost everybody I talk to that says that they are struggling with networking, is 
something personal, something in your personal brand or your, your, your personal being or whatever it may be, appearance, presence, uh, communication style, whatever it is, it's, it's typically something with us, okay, and, and, and how we lack confidence in doing that networking. So we'll take that first. What if you added two things to your short list that will feed into that change? So for instance, let's say you are not confident in how you dress, okay? Well, why not add 10 minutes to your evening when you get into bed or when you sit down on the couch at the end of the night instead of watching a TV show or reading your book or whatever it is that you do, take 10 minutes and look online, look on Pinterest and create a folder for professional work attire. 10 minutes, set a timer, scroll through Pinterest, Google, whatever it is that you use. I I suggest Pinterest because there's such vast amount of information on there. You've got pictures. They'll tell you where to buy the stuff. They'll give you photos and suggestions for every season, every job, every body type. I mean, there's just an infinite amount of information on there, right? So go to Pinterest, create a work wardrobe folder and pin a few things on there. Take a week, 10 minutes a night for a week. Pin a bunch of pictures, okay? Make that your first week goal. You'll have a bunch of suggestions. Maybe week two is going into your closet and looking to see if you have any of those pieces that they are showing. If there's any way you can mix and match your suits and your ties and your shirts to to be similar to what it is that they're suggesting, okay? Say it is that you want to lose weight. It doesn't mean because it's a big thing we need to go on a crash diet, join a gym, dedicate ourselves to working out an hour a day and eating rice cakes for lunch and carrot sticks for dinner. Those are big changes. Pick something small. Perhaps you just have some fruit for breakfast. Perhaps you bring a salad for lunch instead of going out to eat every day. Perhaps you take a walk in the afternoon for 15 minutes when you get home from work. Whatever it is, pick something small, but that something small feeds into that large goal that you have so that when you have more time to free up from completing the job search that you did, you will have already started moving on the big goal without even really feeling it. It will also bring you a little bit more confidence because you know that you are making strides towards that large goal. You're not going to lose 50 pounds in a week. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to be a snappy dresser overnight. You're not going to be a smooth public speaker in a month. These things all take time. And you have to cut yourself a little bit of slack that just because you write down all of these different things and say, I am going to do these things this year as my New Year's resolution or my summer resolution or whenever you decide to choose to start it, they're not all going to happen in six months. Most of the most impactful changes that we want take some time. But it doesn't mean that it has to be these monumental changes in our life. You can take a few things out of them, add them to your small column, and still be making progress on them. Still feel some pride of your accomplishments that you're moving forward while you're still working on your number one task. I was lucky enough to uh, meet 
an author recently. His name is Tom O'Neill, and he did a presentation on his book, The 1% Principle. I mention it because it, it's pretty relevant to what we're talking about today, and he talks about 1% changes and the impact and the power of 1% changes. If you just make small changes in your life, how they have kind of a snowball effect. And I found this to be really powerful in how you think about breaking things down and making changes to our, our life, our career, our health, whatever it may be. I went back and, and read the book, and it, it's really a, a very good, very good read. So I would encourage you to go and check it out. It, it supports a lot of these things that I'm talking about here where we, we often feel overloaded by all of the big changes that we want in our life instead of breaking them down into smaller that feed into the larger and kind of managing our personal change in bite-sized pieces. So you're working on finding a job. That's your big goal, right? You've got your, your little goals that are feeding into it. We talked about how to break down the personal appearance, right? Say it's networking that you want to do. Break that down into something small. Maybe you comment on a post or post an article on LinkedIn once a day. Find an article that you find interesting and comment to the reader. Compliment the reader. Engage the reader somehow. Say something positive about their writing. Okay, that takes less than 10 minutes. Perhaps there's something in your feed, someone on there that you are following that always puts up good content and you just kind of read it in the background but don't really engage. Engage them, okay? It takes 10 minutes a day. And that is one small thing that will be feeding into your networking. Focus on the job search. That's your number one. But don't abandon all of the other little things. You can still break it down into these small things to add to your shorter term lists and still feel like you are accomplishing those larger things, okay? And in six or eight months or 12 months, whenever you find that job you've been wanting, then move to the next one, whatever the next thing on your list may be. Maybe it is lose 50 pounds, okay? You've got a new job. You've got a new schedule. You've got a new routine. Perfect time to change things up a little bit. But like with the job search, dedicate yourself to that. Prioritize that one goal and focus on whatever it is you need to do to make that happen. Okay, And then again, the rest of the things on that list, either break them down and do just little things that will make you feel like you're continuing to make progress or keep them on hold and focus on the ones so that you can achieve that goal. Don't sabotage yourself by trying to do too much. I mentioned at the beginning that you should have two lists, the lists of all the things that you want to change and then the list of all of the things that you were happy with, that you were proud of that you had already accomplished. That's a very important list. I want you to go back and take a look at that list, okay? Type it up, write it up, print it out. Put it somewhere that you can look on it every day. And I'll be honest with you, they, they, there's so many articles and, 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 again, there's so many people out there and, and things that are telling you, oh, the positive affirmations, the... The positive quotes, make your list, check them every day. 
when I was younger, I used to roll my eyes at this kind of thing and think, well, why? I, I know I know what I did. I have it in my head. I, I don't need to do this. And again, kind of like going through the exercise with your goals and writing the why and the how would I feels. Again, write down those accomplishments because you have to commit to which ones you are deciding to put on paper. If they're all flowing around in your head, then they're not real. They're not tangible. They're just ideas or thoughts. If you actually write them down on a piece of paper or type them up on a piece of paper, whatever you prefer, and print them out and look at them, look at the things that you chose to write down. Maybe it is that you got a master's degree, you're the first in your family, or that you recently got a promotion and you never thought you would get there, that you had your first child, that you bought your first house, whatever it is. And they don't all have to be large. You could write down that you are proud that you are a very organized person. All of your closets and and cabinets are neatly organized, whatever it may be. Write those things down. And put it someplace that you will see it at least once every day. Put it in your planner, put it on your desk, put it on your bathroom wall, whatever. Allow yourself to look at that list of the things that you have accomplished as positive reinforcement that you have accomplished things. All of us have. And while you may be struggling and working really hard to make other changes, bigger changes, whatever, you have already made accomplishments. Use that as a driver or an encouragement to continue to make other changes in your life. Because if you've already done it once, or you've already done something similar, or you've already got these other things that you're doing great, you know that you've got this. You know that you can make these other changes. It's just a matter of applying yourself, making the decision to do it, and then following through on it. The last thing I'll leave you with is, again, we all have things that we want to change, we want to improve upon, and we feel it will make us better people, better employees, better managers, better spouses, better siblings, better children, whatever it may be. We all strive to be better, and I believe that that's a good thing. I think the fact that if we're wanting to be better, then that in and of itself is an accomplishment because we recognize that there's room for improvement always. And it's a constantly moving goalpost, right? For those of us that are constantly striving to be better, that goalpost is always moving. But you are also always moving. If the goalpost is moving away from you, then you must be making progress forward if you're getting closer to it, but it keeps moving, okay? So remember that. It, it can often feel overwhelming that we constantly have something that we want to improve upon, but give yourself some credit for the fact that you are, A, recognizing that you want to be better, okay? And B, that you obviously are already getting better in many things. You're just continuing to broaden as you chase that goalpost. And take some time when you achieve these goals and you incorporate these changes that you're making. If you look back in six months and see on your list that you've done three or four things or seven or eight things or one or two things, whatever it may be. Give yourself a minute of, I'm awesome, right? I, I set a goal and I did it. 
we tend to often look at all of the things we failed or didn't accomplish or fell short on. We tend to focus on those things. I can't tell you not to do that because if you're anything like me and most of the people that I know, that's just going to happen, right? We, we always go there and it's very easy to chastise ourselves for the things we didn't do. And that's probably going to continue to happen. I would like to encourage you to try not to fall into that trap. But the reality is, is that's part of what makes us want to be better, is we recognize the things we didn't do or we didn't follow through on. But we can take some time to celebrate the things that we did. And when you accomplished some of those things, add those to your list that you're looking at every morning or every night or wherever it is that you put it. Add those accomplishments to that list. Maybe your first goal is to complete this activity for one full year and see how many things you can add to that list that you get to look at every year. I wish you all the best in your goal setting. I know that you're going to accomplish a great many things in the near future. Have a great day. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only one you.